welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary, your weekly glimpse into the life of indie author Paul Teague. Find out how many words got written over the past seven days, hear what's on the planning board, and discover the tips and tools which Paul is using to self-publish his books and get them selling as fast as possible. This is Paul's Podcast Diary, and here's your show host, Paul Teague. Hello and welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary. This is for Saturday the 8th of October 2016. I'm recording this on Friday evening and I have literally this minute come back from Borderlines Carlisle Book Festival uh, watching Val McDermott in conversation for the past hour. Her talk was called Killing People for Fun and Profit. First time I've seen Val McDermott and I have to have to admit I haven't read a book yet but I will do uh, based on that conversation based on what Val did. Um, very, very entertaining speaker. If you ever get a chance to hear Val talk, very entertaining, very, very interesting. And got asked that inevitable question, what happens when you have writer's block or do you get writer's block? Uh, interestingly, Val is, is a journalist like myself, uh, or former journalist, I should say. And uh, her, her attitude is the same as mine, which is that when you're a journalist, there are no deadlines. Sit down, get the writing done. And you won't have writer's block. But the other thing that she said is that when, when she's not quite sure what to do with characters, she just takes them to the supermarket or the laundrette. She just puts them in a in a routine situation. And th- then whatever happens next comes of its own accord when you put the character in a situation. She said you just chop all the nonsense around about looking at the artichokes and you know feeling the, the lemons or whatever, the juiciness. And, and then it tells you where your characters need to go. I thought it's a really nice little writing idea. So I'll start with that today. And let's just get into what uh, I've been doing this week. Um, I usually start with the writing. So let's start with the writing. Uh, the Forgotten Children Progress. Um, I've been writing. Uh, I wrote on Tuesday this week. I'm trying to remember why I wrote on Tuesday. Oh, that's right. I had some disruption coming on Thursday. So I got up early on Tuesday and just did did the writing. I thought I need to get this done. Make sure I get it done. Let's do it earlier rather than later because I always prefer being ahead rather than behind. Um, so Tuesday I got. Um, well, it was. I think it was four five thousand five hundred and sixty words done on Tuesday. I I. I had a little accounting error that I realised when I was looking at the writing. And I think I wrote below me 5,000 words on Tuesday. And only because, I can't remember what I did. Oh, I had a formatting problem. That's what it was. And I had to cut and paste a bit over um, for, into uh, Scrivener, into another area of Scrivener. And I think it counted those words. So I, I made up for that today to make sure I hit my 10,000 words this week. So today I wrote 5,633 words. So it's my 5,000 plus my deficit from Tuesday. Meaning that this week I've, I've kind of just scraped it this week at 10,193 words. So I think the total book is about 62,000, 63,000 words at the moment. And we're aiming for about about 90, 80 or 90,000 words. We'll, we'll see where we get to um, with the story. It's interesting, um, actually, I, I did a little bit of Val McDermott's technique this morning because um, I know where the book's going to end up, but I need I need something to get me to the end. and I, I need uh, a specific action to drive me to the end, and I'm not quite sure what it is. It hasn't quite distilled, and I was I was trying to get it. I had some planning sessions this week, and it just hasn't come this week. And, and so this morning, when I sat down, I thought I'm not really quite sure where I'm going with this. So I did a little bit of the Val McDermott. I went right back to where I'd left off, and I said to myself, "What would be the next sentence that would be said after this happened?" I picked it up from there, and then 5,633 words later. Clearly, it was okay. So it's quite an interesting technique. That just, just what would they do in that situation? So I, I was happy with today's writing anyway. Um, lots of podcast activity uh, this week for reasons which I, I will probably reveal to you. Where are we now? 
towards the end of October. Um, I'm getting a lot of um, podcast recordings done at the moment. I'm trying to get ahead even past Christmas, actually. So I'm having a, a podcast fest. Uh, this week, I've recorded Rachel Amphlett in Australia. Uh, uh, Rachel's my first Australian call. Um, we, we had some real great fun with the, the clocks because originally I think Rachel was going to get up at four in the morning or something. I said, oh my goodness, don't do that. Um, and we managed to find a time which was about, I think it was about 10 o'clock my time. I think it was evening time where Rachel was. We found this this sweet spot where we could talk, where it wasn't painful for either of us. So a uh, great interview with Rachel. She's doing some amazing things. And I actually, here's a top prediction on this podcast. I think she's going to have a real big breakthrough um, soon. Uh, somebody who's been enjoying a breakthrough for many years is Harry Bingham. Now, Harry, I met at the Festival of Writing in York a few weeks ago. And uh, Harry um, set up the Writer's Workshop uh, and something called Agent Hunter. And he is a writer himself and he's uh, written crime. And he's had a TV series based around his novel. So he's he comes from a traditional background, but he loves and he's embracing self-publishing and he self-publishes his books in the States. So he's, I guess he's what you call a hybrid. Really interesting conversation uh, with Harry. Um, you know, he's had some bestsellers and gone through all the traditional routes and he's now very evangelistic about, about self-publishing. So um, th- those conversations, those are coming up shortly. Um, I've... Got a couple of other guests booked in this week. Melissa Addy, who is an author of historical fiction. Uh, Dina Santarelli, who's a writer, editor, author and blogger. And Chris Longmuir, who is a UK crime writer. They're all booked in. And hang on, let's just have a look at my phone because I've just booked somebody else in um, today as well. Let me just look at my messages. Sorry, I should have prepared this. Um, Claire Lydon. Now, uh, Claire Lydon writes uh, lesbian romantic fiction. And so Claire, uh, we're just, we've got to set a date, but Claire has just said, yes, let's book in a time. So Claire's going to be coming on the podcast soon too. And I got lots of what I call bubbling unders, which are people who've said yes, but we've got a time down to a date. And some people who said, come back to me when I'm less busy. So we've got a lot of things flying around and the, the podcast feels like it's got some real momentum. Oh, and I'm mindful that I mean, I'm Chris Longmuir, for instance, is going to be episode 46. Episode 52 means we've been going for a year. So I'm very mindful that my my year podcast year anniversary is coming up, although not by date, it's coming up in terms of my preparation. So um, I'm trying to land a couple of big fish, if we can. Um, people who have self-published and done amazing things and can talk about that self-publishing journey in terms of their roots to doing amazing things. So I got a couple of big fish. I think one has said yes, and we're, we're trying to get a date. And another one hasn't got back to me yet, but I will keep chasing like the nice stalker that I am um, to, to try and get that tied down. It would be quite persistent sometimes to get these interviews tied down. Um, big excitement for me this weekend. I mentioned that I'd just been to see Val McDermott. Val was the opening talk at the Borderlines Carlisle Book Festival, and I'm doing a self-publishing talk there tomorrow, which I'm really, really looking forward to doing. Now, I've done a similar talk with our local Chamber of Commerce, um, done it a couple of times, actually, and it always goes down, um, you know, really well. Um, People just can't get that information locally. You know, we live in Cumbria, for goodness sake. You know, we're miles from anywhere. So you can't get this kind of information locally. So I've always really enjoyed doing that talk. And I just feel like I know, um, you know, I know it so well now. I'm very happy delivering the talk. So it's a three-hour talk on self-publishing. Hopefully we'll get a little tea break in between because my voice will dry up if we don't. Um, And what I've done this weekend, this is really interesting, actually. So if you get this on Saturday morning, do take a look at the Grid 1 
uh, written under my name, uh, Paul T, my full name. But look at it in the States uh, on Amazon.com. Now, at the moment, at this very minute as I record this, where are we? Um, I've I've got some promos. I'm, I'm using all sorts of little tricks this weekend because I want to show people how you can get a book high in the in the free listings. I haven't mastered it with the page yet, but you know, first things first. So uh, right at this minute, at the time of recording this, I've shifted um, 869 units today, and that has put. Let me just refresh the Amazon page. That has put. The grid, oh, it's just gone down since I refreshed it. Uh, it the, it's put the grid at number seven in dystopian and number nine in post-apocalyptic. And I'm trying it. well, I wanted it in top 10, actually, so it is top 10. So uh, we've hit that target. Um, so I'm hoping to get it, you know, as high as I possibly can, just in time for the talk, which is on Saturday afternoons. <laughs> Probably it'll go top 10 and then just plummet right down when I give the talk. Um, the other thing I've done at the moment is um, if you look at my... Other books, if you're interested in this kind of thing, and sorry, I'm just scrolling as I'm talking to you here. So um, it, it's usually in the States. Look at Amazon.com because I always, I always do better in the States than I do in the UK. So if you look at my uh, non-fiction name of P. Teague, so it's just P. Teague um, when I do that. Let me just put book report on and see what's selling at the moment. But if you go into, I think it's web marketing is the category that they said to come up on. Let me just have a look what my Facebook's doing. Um, yeah, so if you go to web marketing on Amazon.com, and I don't know how they'll be doing when you look at them in the free promos, um, at the moment, my author platform is number 10 in web marketing. Um, what else have you got at the moment? We've, I've got all my books. I've got the Facebook is number 25. Uh, WordPress is 35. Email marketing is 37. Um, what else have you got? They should have a couple more. LinkedIn is 46. In web marketing, I got a box set at 52. I got uh, Twitter at 55. Uh, webinars at 58. Um, in the top, in the charts, in the web marketing charts, uh, there should be another one somewhere. Yeah, there it. Oh, there it is. Right, and it's just coming at number 79. And there's another box set at number 79. So they're all in the top um, 80 promos in web marketing at the moment. So the reason I did that is because I'm doing this talk at Boardlines tomorrow. I just wanted to show people how you can manipulate the figures sometimes. You know, you can kind of make things look better uh, than they are. Uh, and those are free promos, by the way. Uh, you'll hear it on this podcast first when I crack the paid ones. Um, and I've got a free Booksy promo going. So that's running at the moment. I think free Booksy, frankly, is probably responsible for most of those 800 and whatever they are. Um, I've also tried out on the recommendation of Rachel Amflett, ebook soda. Uh, now, that isn't going to kick in till Sunday, so that's going to just give me a last kick over the weekend. And I'm also using Robin Reads, which I've never used before, uh, but I keep hearing recommended. So I've got three promos on the grid one over the weekend, plus I think I'm still running some Facebook ads on that. They're a lot um, slower, the Facebook ads, than um, you know than, than obviously something like Free Booksy. But I, I got promos to, to it as well. So I'm just looking at my figures as, as we talk here. Um, you know, but nothing major. Uh, just tick, 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 tick with those. So I'm just trying to get those books as high as I can so that I can show people during the talk tomorrow and just explain how I do that and explain how it's not black magic. You know, that it, there are actually procedures and things that you can do to manipulate those charts to get your books really high. And, and all I've done is um, I, I've used those promos on the grid one. And I've used the free promos, uh, the free KDP Select promos, 
that you get on your free fiction because I'm doing all the fiction at once. I, never, I wouldn't normally do that. Normally I'd do one book at a time, but as I say, I wanted to show people, um, you know, how you can manipulate this stuff. Uh, so I'm hoping that all those are going to be higher and higher. And what tends to happen, I, I always get a tail off, um, a tail a kickback. No, a kickback. When I do the free promos, you know, I'll be making more sales over the next couple of weeks. But as people work their way um, through the series and discover the series, it's always worth doing these free promos because you always, it always has a, a, a kickback financially in the following weeks, particularly when you write in series. So that's... Um, Borderlines tomorrow, three-hour talk. Um, we sold all the tickets, which I'm pleased about. There weren't that many to sell, but you know, it's always nice to be talking to a full room. And I'll let you know how that went uh, next week. Um, I think I told you that I'd switch my Facebook ads off because I was going to go and look at the training, um, but I didn't. I turned them back on again. <laughs> I was I was looking at the stats, thinking, you know, that's not very much to pay for a lead. I mean, you know, I, I come from an internet marketing background, so. Um, you know, when when I was doing internet marketing, I, th I can't remember what the sweet spot was for pricing, but I think we used to price at about $37 and we would give 30% um, to a joint venture partner for that. So if you think about it, I was paying, what is it? I'm having to do some maths on a Friday night. It was you know, $18, what, 15 quid? Uh, 15, say, let's say 10 quid. I was paying at least 10 quid to acquire a lead because I had to give away 50% of the sale price. Now we made... Clearly, we made money and, and traffic elsewhere on the line. Um, but we, we were, you always pay for leads somehow. You're always paying for leads in some way or another. And I think, you know, some of my leads were quite cheap, as I probably told you last week or the week before. And, and the grid particularly was doing very well in the States. So I thought, oh, what the heck, let's just turn it back on again. So, so over the last couple of weeks, I just wanted to give you some figures for this. I've, um, and again, if you listen to these diaries, you'll know that I, I completely killed my list. I stripped it right back to can't even remember what it was now. It was pretty bare, um, 300 or something. You know, bearing in mind, I used to have an internet marketing list of 25,000. I cut it right back just to people who are engaged with my author stuff now. So, you know, if you're not engaged with me as an author, you've gone. Well, you've got into um, remarketing lists on Facebook and elsewhere, but I, I'm not paying for you in get response anymore. You've got to be engaged with my podcast, uh, you know, my writing, my non-fiction or my fiction writing. And if you're not, then you've gone off the list now if you're not opening those emails. So I've been really ruthless with that. Um, over the past 30 days, I have added, I think it's about 463 leads um, via Facebook. Um, and my my secret bunker and my grid lists, which were pretty well non-existent, they, they didn't exist until I started doing this. I've put 200 leads in each now. So that's 200 people through Facebook who have got the first book in those series for free. So they're working through the series, hopefully, when they, when they read them. And um, they're also in a marketing list as well. And they got sent to an automated sequence from Facebook, and they're getting follow-up emails at the moment. So I think probably what I'll do is, um, because I, you know, I'm not too fussed about the cost of those leads, and because I stripped my email list back so severely, you know, it was a real severe prune of a shrub, um, I just want to get. I want to have something to work with. You know, I don't. I don't need to have a twenty-five thousand list, but I would like somebody to work with um, in terms of email marketing. So my current list now. I'm just going to see how many contacts I've got. I'm currently at nine hundred and forty-one subscribers. So I think I'm probably just going to leave those Facebook ads on until we get to a thousand. Just get the magic thousand. What is it they say? You need a thousand true fans and you could make a, a writing career from that. So I am going to pay for those. It's it's, it's going to cost me, 
I don't know what it's going to cost. Um, it'll, it will have cost me, you know, three, four, three fifty, three hundred fifty pounds for those leads. But I just want to have a list. I don't want to sit there waiting for the, them to come to me forever through the back of my books. It's, it's going to be like pulling teeth doing that. So I, I wanted to get them to a up to a thousand, and then I got some lists to work with. They're not huge, but when I get to a thousand, I feel like I can have a bit more patience and, and build it more organically. But I didn't want to wait. Till then. Now I'm I'm really impressed with Facebook leads. It's just working uh, beautifully for me. Um, very very nice. Uh, I know I got to get the price down, and I'm going to work through Mark Dawson's training to to achieve that. To just look at all his tips uh, and see what I should be paying for those leads. But you know it really is. It's like a shoveling in machine. Um, it's great. And I tell you the other thing that I noticed this week is the quality of the feedback I'm getting on the books has gone up. So because I'm hitting my my audience more precisely and for the secret bunker with the grid i'm targeting hunger games maze runner divergent that's exactly if you love those books and those films you know that's exactly the mindset that you need to have to enjoy my books because that's what i love i wrote write what i love uh, in, in sci-fi and dystopian fiction um and I told you on this diary that the, the, the secret bunker is, has always been a bit Marmite. People you know, either say there's too much going on, too many points of view, or they love it. They absolutely love it. It's just, it really is Marmite, that book. But with these ads, the feedback is, is coming a lot stronger. You know, I've, had some, I've had a run of five stars in the States of people saying, you know, love it, just love everything about it. And what that's indicating to me is that I've found the right audience for that book. Now, you know, the marketing for that book previously has been pretty general and pretty scattergun. But now we're targeting the right people. I've got another list going uh, uh, for those books as well. It's um, it's a sort of a load of uh, Netflix programs that I watch, sci-fi dystopian programs that, that I love. So you know, if you like this, you will like this. Uh, and, and that's the way I'm coming to it. And that, that list had a slow start and, and now the leads are really cheap on it. So... Um, I just, I'm really liking the Facebook stuff. It's really working very well for me. I know I need to get the cost of those leads down. I need, I need to squeeze sales out of those leads more effectively. But like everything, this is a journey. I'm not just going to waltz in there and get it right. I'm going to have to tweak and I, I'm going to have to keep a steady nerve as I pay for ads and, and, you know, maybe don't see financial, immediate financial returns for them, even though I hope I'll see returns for it further down the line. Um, but, I, you know, I'll keep talking to you about those and let you know what's going on. The other thing that's working really well, um, again, you'll have heard me mention this in passing. Ian Sutherland, who was a guest a couple of podcasts ago, Ian does a lot of Twitter stuff. And he's really um, repeaked my interest in Twitter again. And I've been right, running social loop for my Twitter account, which is at Paul Teague UK. And also I've, I've just um, set down social loop and I'm just trying something called... Um, Tweet, I was going to call it Tweet Deck. It's not Tweet Deck. It is Tweet Jukebox. That's what it's called. Tweet Jukebox, I'm trying. And Tweet Jukebox allows me, I think I've auto-scheduled 200 tweets, something like that. And they're all tweets to content. Um, you know, they're not, there's not many promotional ones in there. They're generally promoting podcast episodes and blog posts I've written and things like that. Um, and Tweet Jukebox just allows you to, to line these things up and it releases them at random um, for you at into time intervals that you set. It's working very well so far. I'm just waiting to see. I'm just getting a feel for it, making sure I'm not sending too many tweets. Um, you know, they're not too packed together. Um, I'm combining that, of course, with Buffer, which I use to promote the podcast episodes uh, each week. 
So I'm just getting a feel for it at the moment. But, I, you know, I'm really happy with Twitter too at the moment. You know, I'm getting a lot out of Facebook and Twitter at the moment, more than I have done for years. It's the lead ads that are doing it on Facebook, not really, you know, doing anything as an author on Facebook. I'm struggling to find the level for my new author page, not really sure what I, I need to talk about there. I feel like I need to get some momentum with readers you know, to get something really going on Facebook. But but in the meantime, I'm using that page as the kind of conduit for the for the lead ads. And uh, Twitter, I'm just loving as an author. You know, mainly, to, to be fair, I'm, I'm using it as a great place to connect with authors, but also, you know, a brilliant place to find people for the podcast. And, and often people will follow me. I'll, I'll look at them, see whether I want to follow them back. If it's an author, I'll take a look at where they're based in the world. If I'm really interested in them as an author, if they've got, you know, some books and it's maybe a genre, um, you know, like the like the lesbian um, romance uh, that, you know, I want to cover as many genres as possible. Uh, and and that, that made my sort of ears prick up thinking, right, we haven't done that. So I looked at the lady who was doing that. She's got lots of books out. She's self-published. She has a podcast, which means she's going to be a good talker. You know, and this is how I'm finding people um, on Twitter. And then I reach out to them and tell them that I'm doing a podcast and would they consider being a guest on the program? So I'm just, I'm just loving it in terms of building an author network. It's just really, really working well. But the work that Ian is doing, he's doing that on another account. And that Twitter account is at Secret Bunker Fan. And I think I started with about 200 followers there. And Ian is just is using, um, I call it his secret source, um, a, a number of softwares to grow the followers there. And he's grown it in the last month by 10 times. He's accelerated that list. But he's also using some techniques to build my email marketing list uh, for, for free um, as well, not having to pay for ads. So um, Ian is going to be the inaugural author platform bootcamp session on this podcast. Now, this is just an occasional session. Um, I've even got a special jingle for it. And I interviewed Ian um, uh, earlier today. We we had about a half hour conversation. And he's going to talk us through his author platform psychic service and experiments. And he's going to give us three updates. He's running this trial, and I'm one of the beta testers on it. He's running it for three months, and we're going to do one monthly uh, updates before he launches this service. Um, and I'd say I've done a half hour interview with Ian today, just specifically about that service, what he's doing, how he's growing my followers on Twitter, you know, the successes, the difficulties he's having with that. And then it's going to release as a special episode. So this is Saturday. You're going to get the normal podcast episode on Monday. And on Wednesday this week, if you check your podcast feed, you'll see there's an extra episode called Author Platform Bootcamp. And that's going to be an interview with Ian Sutherland about how we're growing very, very fast my followers on Twitter. You'll get a lot of you know tips there about how to use uh, Twitter, some of the hashtags that are really working very well for me. One of them I had never even heard of before. Um, so do listen to that. Look out for it in your podcast feed this coming Wednesday. Now, it's only going to be an occasional series. They'll just drop in your feed every now and then. But just let me know what you think of the Author Platform Bootcamp. It's a new thing. If you like it, I might do a few more of those as well. Uh, just to let you know also that I have updated my um, favourite podcast page. So um, it's at paulteague.com. Actually, if you go to self-publishing journeys and look at the menus, I've just added it to the menus there as well. Um, two podcasts I'm really enjoying, get a lot, getting a lot of value from. Um, and as you'll know, if you're a podcast listener, you tend to sort of settle with people who you like and, and feel comfortable with. Um, so if you like this podcast, you'll probably like the these podcasts as well. Um, one of them is an Australian podcast, which I like because I'm hearing authors I'm just not hearing anywhere else. Um, and it's called So You Want to Be a Writer Podcast, and it's hosted by Valerie Koo, which is spelt K-H-O-O, -O, 
and Alison Tate. A couple of Australian women. They they sort of really work very well together. Very funny, very entertaining. It's quite a long show. I think it usually goes over an hour. And it's a show in the truest sense of the world in that it has features. You know, it has competitions, word of the week. They talk about what they're up to and the difficulties they're having. Um, you know, a few industry things. It really is a, a show like a radio show. Very, very good. Love it. Um, really enjoying that now. And I've settled into into subscribing and listening to that in the car. Also, somebody else I've discovered who I've just I'm just really enjoying the content and the um, presentation style. Somebody called Kirsten Oliphant, who produces the Creative Writing Podcast. Now, Kirsten is, is looking more at um, sort of marketing without being sleazy, promoting without being sleazy. And when Kirsten talks about writing, she's talking about writing books, but also writing blog so she's talking about writing in the wider sense uh get some great uh guests on guests that i haven't heard before um and i'm learning a lot of technical tips from kirsten's podcast things it was kirsten for instance who was talking about uh, tweet jukebox and the minute i heard it i thought right i'm trying that um and we had a little exchange about it on on twitter uh, and this is why i like listening to podcasts you know i, I want to be exposed to stuff that that I don't know about. This is uh, I want to be exposed to people who I don't know about and ideas that I don't know about. This is why I listen to podcasts uh, because if I only pick up one little nugget, one thing, even if it makes me think of something I'm doing and reconsider it, this is why I listen to podcasts. Um, and I, I would urge you and encourage you to immerse yourself in, in listening like that. Find find people that resonate with you, people who you can listen to in the car and that you like, and you know look for those nuggets. It, you're always looking for nuggets. You're panning for gold all the time um, when you're reading books, when you're listening to podcasts, when you buy audio books. So uh, next week, I think I've got, is it, is it a three writing day? Yeah, I've got, a th- I've got three writing days next week. I'm also trying to do my final review of Don't Tell Meg. I need to get that done because I need to start sending that off and around to people. Um, and we've got to earn a living in the meantime. I'm teaching, would you believe, next week uh, a corporate session on Excel spreadsheets. That's how crazy my world is. I go from Excel spreadsheets to crime thrillers. So we'll have another podcast diary for you next Saturday. Uh, look out for episode number 32. Now, uh, you, you must listen to this one if you're a self-publisher. Um, episode 32, this coming Monday, the 10th of September. My guest, I've actually hopped this um, earlier, uh, I let Edward jump the queue because I wanted to give you as much notice about the awards that he runs. So my guest on Monday is children's author Edward Treyer. Now he is selling over, wait for this, this is incredible, over 100,000 books per year. But if you look at his Amazon profiles, he just looks like a regular author like you and me, you know, just selling a few, got a few reviews. 100,000 books a year. Absolutely incredible. Even more incredible when you find out how he does it. Amazing. This is what I love about doing this podcast. People are selling their books in all sorts of different ways. You wait till you hear how Edward does it on Monday. Now, Edward also, this is the original reason why I wanted to speak to him. He created and he runs the Wishing Shelf Awards. And the Wishing Shelf Awards are uh, an independent author's um, you know, writing contest. So they've got lots of different car- um, categories. And I entered those last year, I think, with The Secret Bunker. I didn't come anywhere, which is, you know, fine. That's just par for the course. But I love the awards. I thought the awards were great. And the thing I like about these awards is if you want to, you could get feedback on your book. So they go to a panel of readers who, who vote and select the books. 
and you can also get some you know lovely detailed feedback and not trolley feedback this is proper reader feedback on your book so the whole environment is supportive and it's all geared for indie authors and of course you get the prestige of, of being in a competition if you win and Ed, edward treyer runs that so edward is my guest on monday's podcast don't forget also to look out for the author platform bootcamp session on wednesday with ian sutherland and in the meantime I'll catch you on Monday for the new episode of Self-Publishing Journeys. Thanks for listening to Paul's Podcast Diary. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast feed to hear next week's update and find out how many words get produced over the next seven days. Until then, we hope you have a great week of writing.